Greetings, friends, family, and followers. My name is Angela. My name is Pam. And my name is Edwin. And you're listening to episode 31. 31. Of, of Dungeons. Dinings. And Dorks. I almost forgot which number we were on for a second there. 31. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, th- uh, to start off, um, we actually have a little bit of information to correct for you all uh, from two episodes ago. Yeah, so I think, yeah, so it was two episodes ago we were talking about uh, Laura Bailey and I was just listing um, a bunch of her credentials and I think I I I mistook I, 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 mis- I did a mistake uh, she I, t- I said that Laura Bailey voiced Twilight Sparkle and in reality she did not the voice of Twilight Sparkle was actually Tara Strong which is another uh, voice actress that I follow but, um, so I just wanted to correct that. I'm sorry for the confusion. Um, but yeah, Tara Strong is Twilight Sparkle. Laura Bailey is, um, a bunch of other things, really. She was Lust in Full Metal. She was Toru Honda in uh, Fruits Basket. And, uh, she's, Wait, she's just... Toru Honda in Fruits Basket? Toru Honda is the main character, girl. I think she's in the more recent, uh... Yes, the more recent version of Fruits Basket, because because was, that the 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 one that I watched, the one that you watched was a different voice actress. Yeah, because that did not sound like Laura Bailey. No, no, no. That's okay. No, there was there Are was a more sure? recent version of Fruits Basket done. Because I can't imagine that character beating up on. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. Never doubt a voice actor on Ellie. Edward, don't actual, give spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because well, well she been... also provided um I th- well at least the in the game she uh, voiced Kid Trunks. Okay. <laughs> um I mean she is Oh, Soul Eater. She was Maka. Aha. Okay. That I can see. Anime. Okay, yeah, which one? Soul Eater. Soul, Soul Eater? Eater. Oh, yeah. Okay. She was the one that, that wielded the, uh, the um, scythe, right? Yeah. She's the yeah. blonde girl with the pigtails. Uh-huh. I've never uh-huh. seen Soul Eater. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You've seen, hey, I'm sure I you've just, seen the picture. That's right. I was I've never eight years Eater. old when I found out that she also voiced Shin-chan. From Shin-chan. I've My, never. I'm drawing a yeah, blank. Yeah, I've never seen this anime. Oh Anim- gosh, and I quit watching anime a while ago. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just a drawing a blank. Anime is a really big thing. I haven't watched. Maybe I've only watched like point zero zero one percent of animes out there. Apparently, she was also in Dragon Ball Origins as Chi-Chi. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Dragon Ball. (laughs) What's wrong with Dragon Ball? I'm not talking about Dragon Ball. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, here's the thing. In a later later episode, I will talk about my issues with such animes like Dragon Ball. But not today. Yu Yu Hakusho, which actually is one of my favorites, but only to a certain point. 
But today and is not the Naruto, day we're Naruto. Naruto. Yeah, we're not going to talk about this right now because I think Yeah. I will I I do miss anime, but I no longer have the like the patience for it anymore cuz a lot of anime sometimes has so many filler episodes that I'm like What's the main are, plot again? You are touch <laughs> you are touching in some some <laughs> Some okay. PTSD zone. PTSD you zones. Can, you can for me. just breathe, <laughs> breathe. No nerves are gonna be pinched tonight. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on with things. Um, okay. I'm I'm gonna start because I am just way too excited about this. Okay. Okay. So so you know I'm a, I'm a little bit of a fan of DMs Guild. You know th- third party content through there. Uh, there's yeah. also third party content in like Mage Hand Press. Yay mimics. Um. <laughs> but uh, one of the authors who submits stuff to DMs Guild, uh, I've talked about him before, Ross Leiser. Uh, he does the Outlandish Adventures Productions stuff. He did another collaborative effort with, with some of his fellow authors to create um, the Complete Arcanist Handbook. So he's created, he and his, his fellow authors have created uh, more subclasses for magic users in the game. Like, the, he's got, I think, four more subclasses for bards and sorcerers and wizards and warlocks and a bunch of spells for them. And I am super excited about it. These are it. all homebrew stuff. This is all homebrew third-party okay. stuff that is going on sale on Monday. What's the sale? What? Is no, it's it's sale? it's being published. It's, oh, it's being it's, published. Yeah, it's, okay. It's I thought it was like being, a thirty percent off sale. No, no, no. It's being released to the public on oh, Monday. Okay. I've only seen the titles of things so far, and just by the just by the titles of things, I want it so bad. It just occurred to me right now, huh? That. The content that you have collected, like the library of things that you have collected, yes, you're gonna play. You're gonna be playing D and D for quite a long time if you're ever okay, gonna touch some of those. How many campaigns is she already in? Even, even despite <laughs> all those no campaigns, no even comment. despite all those campaigns, is that normal? It's gonna be a long time. <laughs> I don't know. I you know. I don't know, but. It's no comment. You know, I know there's several people. I know, I know there's got to be some several people out there who are in more than one campaign, more than two campaign. I mean, it is COVID time. There's not much to do. That is most of my so. social life. <laughs> but it's, it's <laughs> oh gosh, but yeah, they they put in there like. Uh, the Bardic College of Puffetry, which it basically gives a, it's basically a bard class that gets a familiar, which I'm really excited about. Uh, they've got, I that think. That seems like that's unfair. Huh? I feel like that's unfair. Hey, wizards can have familiars, yeah, but... rangers can have pets. Why not give bards puppets? Because I think it's already been a consensus that bards is one of the more powerful classes. In 5e. The and most powerful one. <laughs> the most powerful one, actually, uh, we're finding out it's uh, the Artificer class. 
Well, no, no, no. I'm not oh, talking gosh, about. I'm not is... talking about. Um, um, I'm talking about like vanilla five e. Vanilla five e, no yeah. expansions. No expansions. Bard is pretty bonkers. Yes, it is. Especially if you're a halfling bard. But that's that's another matter entirely. You know, I I just I love bard. I love having a bard character. It's it's a lot of fun. It's because, <laughs> Angela, we don't we don't see you in any other class except bard. She is playing an just, artificer right now. Another. She is playing another an artificer, and then you're also playing. I actually have two artificers, but a that cleric. I have a cleric. Yeah. I have a sorcerer. Oh yeah, your Wednesday yeah. game. Yeah, my my every other Wednesday game. That yeah. one I do have a sorcerer. Wild magic. That's fun. Um uh, I've got a couple of characters that I don't get to play right now. The those ones those games have been kind of put back burner cuz things happened with people's families, so it's like when we get to it, we get to it. Yeah. But that group, I've got a fighter and a artificer. But again, I don't really get to play them because that one's just on hold and it has been for several <laughs> months. So. Alright. So there's a sale. I'm not. Yep. No, it's, it's not a sale. It's just, it's getting released. It's getting published. It's getting it's published. Being released. It's, it's getting. It's dropping. It's dropping on Monday. On Monday. August 24th. And I am super excited. Like, not even kidding. The new the new joints drop on Monday. <laughs> but Yo. yeah, so it's... I, I believe it is called the Complete Ar Arcanist Handbook. Okay. Um, it's by OAP, Outlandish Adventures Production. One of the authors in it is... Rob, or not Rob, sorry, sorry boss, Ross Lyser, um, another I believe his name is Ben Peters, uh, but it's, it's got a bunch of authors who worked on it, so it's, it's really exciting and it's gonna be awesome, because I've seen some of their work and it, it is amazing. <laughs> cool. Alright, so again, drops on? Drops on. Monday, August Monday. 24th. Okay, so the new joint drops on Monday, August 24th. And I'm super excited. Be there. Or be... No. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's, it should be released by the time this episode gets released. So well, this, people, check it out. Well, I'm going to release this episode like rather quickly because... I'm not near... I'm not really that busy this week, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, Pam, what you been doing? <laughs> well, lately, Umbrella Academy, I, Umbrella Academy. Uh, that's not what I, she's I've, talking about here. Oh. <laughs> well, yes, I've been I've been watching Umbrella Academy. Thank you for that. And it's just it's just uh we finished uh, my oh. husband and I finished it <laughs> and no one else in our group has watched it and we are having uh, complete withdrawals. Um, so it's, if anyone out there wants to talk about Umbrella Academy, please hit me up on Twitter. Pam needs someone to talk to about at Umbrella Academy. Dragon <laughs> One. Go find her at Pandacat Dragon One on Twitter or I'm, at Pandacat Dragon 
on Instagram. Talk, talk, go talk, talk to, to her, her about, about Umbrella Academy, Academy because she seems desperate right now. <laughs> but there's something else you were about to do. Well, yeah. So, Pam, what have you so, been playing? Or what do you think have, of playing? <laughs> I haven't really been playing anything except Animal Crossing, okay? But shush. What have you discovered, Pam? So, so unfortunately, I need to I need to uh, make my own uh, Steam account for this. But it's a game called "I Love You, Colonel Sanders." It's a dating sim <laughs> anime game, and if you just look at the cover, it is majestic. <laughs> it's the anime version of Colonel Sanders if he was like in his twenties. And a pretty boy. Oh, wow. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just looking through these photos. And... Oh, yeah. I'm tempted. Actually, you know what? I am tempted to actually try to, like, do one of those reaction videos. Oh, the one that see... we were talking about earlier that my brother wants me to do reaction videos? Something like that. I need to figure out how how it all works out. But yes, I'm I'm curious as to what my reaction will be because I've never played a dating sim game before. <laughs> so this is going to be completely new. Um, does Does Jeff know about that? Jeff knows about this. It's okay. <laughs> this is not competition. <laughs> but it's more of like a whole. I understand it's Japanese. The Japanese are a wonderful. Oh, I love the Japanese. They have great food. They have awesome cars. Um, who would... They are very disciplined people, and they would just want nothing but to better themselves. Um, who this... would think of something like this? Let's take <laughs> yeah. the, the logo of KFC and animate it to the point where women will find him hot. <laughs> So, just a reminder for our, for our audience out there, it is COVID time. Things get a little crazy. Um, you take and, your... But the thing is, though, this is me. I've always been crazy. You get your giggles where you can get them. So, if you want to comment so, on Pam's uh, little uh, thing about uh, I love you, Colonel Sanders, that's Pan Panda at Cat Pan Dragon 1. At Panda Cat Dragon at 1 on Twitter. Panda Cat Dragon 1 on Twitter. And I will, I'll keep you, I'll keep everyone in the loop as to what's going on. I'm going to try to figure <laughs> out how I can stream my reaction. And so, yeah, we'll keep you updated. Oh, boy. <laughs> if I'm still sane. <laughs> if you're still sane. Oh, boy. Was I ever sane? I don't know. That's anyway. Edwin, we need you're to get probably out the most sane of us. What are you up to? We seriously, COVID needs to to like go away now because yeah, I think it's, it's, it's starting to like f come towards here in our studio in where <laughs> Pam is right now. So the the stir crazy is happening. The stir crazy is real. It is real, man. It is real. So yeah, I guess I'm the only sane one here. You are. I'm you're the most sane of us you, three. That doesn't mean that you are entirely sane. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're the you most are, insane so, by association. You've been okay. watching some shows. I've been watching some shows. I've been watching, especially because I was, I watch these shows while I I do work at here at home, and you know do like household chores and that sort of thing because, um, yeah. It's a good time to actually watch these shows. I just finished 
Perry Mason, and I get to tell you it is one of the most beautiful shows I've ever seen. Like, the whole 19... You know, like the 1930s, how they made up Los Angeles, looks like it's a pristine... The whole They're getting the whole noir vibe. So it is just chef's kiss. Oh, yeah. Like, they did (laughs) a superb job, like, doing the cinematography of that show. The story is good. Um, The, um, there was a, I wish, and I don't know, I kind of wish, and I'm not quite sure if they're going to do a second season of it. The first season just ended, or the, the first I don't know if it's just a small series like this, or are they actually going to make it into another, like, second season? Because I'd love to see, you know, what happens in this particular world of Perry Mason, you know? Because this is his origin story. Mm. It makes me want to read the books. (laughs) Right? But lo and behold, I don't have time to really read the books, so what do I do? I watch... More noir drama crime series on Netflix. And I came across a show called the Boston Trilogy, which is coming out from Spain. Hmm. And this is like detective noir mixed with sort of supernatural um, flavors to it. And it's a three movie series. They're long. I mean, I think one, like each movie is like two hours, like over two hours. Wow. And it's all in Spanish, but they did dub it to English. And it's, it's dark and it is, you know, it's, it's like, it's very, you know, the noir-esque vibe to it. And that... It's on Netflix, and it's really hitting some of my, like, you know, my uh, detective crime drama buttons right now. It's really, really... Is that the one that, that I walked in and you were watching it? You're like, Angela, this one's not Angela Safe. It's not Angela Safe. It's scary. Sorry. It's scary. There's a lot of, like, you know, there's a lot of, like, cult vibes to it, which was some of the supernatural stuff's coming in. So... Yeah. I got done with that, and I decided, hey, what would be a logical place to go? Well, I went from Perry Mason to on the 1930s noir to, to, you know, noir with a little supernatural elements to it, with, with, you know, with cultish vibes. Let's go go back to the, uh, <laughs> to the uh, to supernatural. The one that came out of the WB. So <laughs> I started watching Supernatural again. And I just got done with season one. And I'm in the middle of season two right now. And it's also hitting some of my cravings of, of mystery and Supernatural and, you know, cultures buttons. All right. So yes. All right, Edwin, I'm about to I'm I'm about to switch things up on you, because that sounds like a perfect thing for uh, a a perfect moment for you to uh, tell me a thing. So 
So yeah, tell me a thing. Is that really a thing? What you mean by that? Okay, so I haven't. I haven't really watched it because I'm. I get freaked out. I get scared easy. I'm. I'm a big chicken. So what is the big deal with Supernatural? I I know it had a huge like huge massive fan base for a long time. I mean it's kind of petered out, but I'm sure it's just kind of waiting in the dark underbellies of the internet right, right now. But what is the big deal about Supernatural? Edwin, go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me, okay, I didn't know that Supernatural actually existed until several years ago that one of my co-workers told me, oh, you gotta watch it, you gotta watch it. So, and he told me it was on Netflix. So, hey, I'll watch it, right? And it caught my attention that the showrunner for Supernatural is the same showrunner for The O.C., Chuck, right? Which I watched, Mm -hmm. right? And did a bunch of other shows for um, that have like these these elements to it that that the Shona Runner does for pretty much anything that he touches, right? Mm-hmm. The Shona Runner for Supernatural is a guy by the name of Mick G. That's his name, Mick G. And it's basically hot people with problems with issues that's it like (laughs) the oc is pretty people with problems chuck is pretty people with problems (laughs) that's the that's pretty much the the whole premise for it you know he also did things like charlie's angels guess what pretty people with problems and and supernatural is no you know it's it fits that McG vibe, and people watch it probably for Dean and Sam. Pam, you want to com- <laughs> want to comment? So basically, if I were to sum up Supernatural, I haven't finished the whole entire <laughs> series, but I've I've seen enough <laughs> to say that. To me, at least, and I know I'm going to get flack for this. Again, <laughs> you can hit me up in Twitter and Instagram f- for all the hate comments. But uh, <laughs> Supernatural is basically an elongated Levi's commercial. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like if they're not if they're not in jeans, they are in... Very fit people wearing Levi's jeans. I mean, <laughs> and it is true, though, when you say that it's a show full of good-looking people, people, that is true. Because I still haven't seen an average-looking soul. <laughs> there is no average-looking soul in that I'm show. Like, I haven't seen it. So it's not so it's not really relatable to me. And, and B-side characters don't count. Right. And it's just that it's just the whole to me. It's like a scripted reality show with eh. supernatural uh, aspects in there it's to got, make it supernatural. It's got all the it's got all the elements that that uh, I don't know. It's kind of funny because 
it's it's literally two brothers going out hunting hunting anything that's supernatural with cool guns in a cool car right traveling around mm-hmm. the United States right yep with and picking up other pretty, pretty people <laughs> okay <laughs> all right i will say that okay the first like couple of seasons it the whole hooking up thing was was a thing and then the it kind of died it got more serious as the season progresses yeah and what i like there is okay i will name one thing i like how as you watch the show it will tie certain things from past episodes and make it relevant okay i, Wait a minute, so- I do like when things tie together yeah from from early episodes like things that you forget about and suddenly they're there yep. again i do like when that happens yep because because i was watching it and then jeff's like oh it's blah 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 and i'm like who's blah 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 and he's like oh don't you remember back then and i'm like oh i thought i thought that was the end of the character <laughs> nope it's apparently not so um it is touching on some some it, it you know when I started watching it, I actually got interested in it because the first couple of uh, the first couple of episodes was sort of hitting hitting home in like like stories that I grew up with and like the white lady thing that they did. I think it was like episode one or two, right? Yeah. And um, that one really was like, oh yeah, I know that. That's like yeah. that thing that my parents used to tell me that he's like by the tree or something like that, and, you know, or by a bridge. And there was this white lady that goes, there. it's like that, you know, so it really, I got interested in that. But as soon as the show kept going on and going on, I sort of like realized what I'm watching. I will, <laughs> I will let people know that Supernatural, I would not binge watch. It's I would not, not watchable. watch episodes back to back to back yeah. because yeah. certain issues just repeat itself and it gets yeah and annoying and boring all right but, so i have i haven't watched it but it's sounding kind of like what like i used to watch smallville well the first few seasons of it but it's it sounds kind of like the issues with that because it's it's kind of they repeat the same issues but it was made for tv so by the by the while they were being actively released one episode as a to- at a time, they have to remind people like, "Hey, this is a this is an ongoing theme in the show." Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like X Files. Yeah, so it's like X Files where you have like reminders a monster of, of the week, right? And the reminders and of then the you theme. Get the spark. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to remember that this was made for television. You oh, know, yeah. with with you know interruptions and ads yeah. and they had you to, will not be able to get the next episode until like a week later yeah they had to release 22 episodes right it's just that you know when you take a tv show then and place it into now where people can you know sit down and watch a whole entire season if they so choose to i would not do it for supernatural yeah i wouldn't supernatural to me is like one of those things where like you have to take breaks at it yeah you know? sounds, sounds fair yeah and i came back to it and i'm in the middle of i mean there's 15 seasons this thing's been going on since 2005 yeah i so, mean 
It's a Good long, long I, show. I did say Smallville earlier, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Roswell, you know? Yeah. It's uh, like... I love <laughs> it's Roswell. Smallville, Roswell, love Dawson's Roswell. Creek, all these other shows. Charmed. Into, oh, Charmed. Roswell was a right? hot, There was a hottie there. Oh. I, I, I will make my complaint. Okay. Now... And a lot of shows that were made for TV um, that were meant to be ongoing, things turn weird in the third season. Is that true for Supernatural? I haven't been. I haven't gotten to the third season yet. Uh, so I wouldn't on, be able to tell you. It depends on how you view as weird. Yeah. It, I don't think there ever was there was like a turning point that you could specifically you know point out that said eh. all of a sudden it just turned sour from there on um but i would say that i I think i think the show matured well with the characters yeah okay yeah well one of the i like the fact that one of the things that got me interested in is that they did touch on like like american folklore as well as like other cultures folklore like again Mm -hmm. yeah it's touching on like filipino types folklore too superstitions right i just got done watching like the whole southern folklore of of robert johnson the famous blues singer who you know the legend says that he sold his soul to the devil right Mm -hmm. at the crossroads and they played that thing it's like it was almost like a like they really expanded that folklore and like what what really it was you know and that sort of thing that was really interesting to me and you know talking about like making a deal you know or like trying to escape like death that sort of thing and like and you know hellhounds and that sort of thing that really interested me because it's like things that you know when i was a kid i was you know you either heard from heard about it or you heard it, you know, or you knew the story about from other shows. So. And I think what I like about Supernatural is that they made it very well written. Oh, yeah. Like, objectively, that you don't need to believe in those types of things in order to get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't need to be this, like, this religion or. Or that culture. Exactly. Yeah, there there are uh, there are aspects that make uh, that make the show relatable somehow to a lot of different people, especially the geeks. And I will not go delve into that part. Yes. Super Hulak for the win. So <laughs> anyway, again, I am it for is. That I don't thing. think it's Angela. Well, it could be quasi Angela family just as long as um, it's. There's jump scares. There's jump scares. Okay, so watch it broad daylight if I ever decide yeah. to watch it. You want to do it in broad daylight with all the curtains do not open. Eat popcorn. <laughs> yeah, with all the curtains open, right? Okay. And it's sunny outside. Got it. Okay. <laughs> all right. I get right. it now. And there there's people go. in the room with you. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyway, there was something that you got really excited about. So. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll 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 shut up and listen to you that some is more. The purpose of this meeting, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, for a nationwide campaign by you to demand by law such compulsory education. Okay, okay. Evan, what is this? Last year, Microsoft announced that they were bringing back Flight Simulator, uh, the Flight Simulator game, right? 
This is one of the oldest uh, games that flights that that Microsoft um, publishes. I mean, this is way back. The first one was pretty much like vector graph, like graphics. So they're they were announcing it last year that it was coming back, and several people in the gaming community got an early release of it, and subsequently um, beta versions of it. And I was seeing this on YouTube and Twitch and seeing what it looked like. And oh my gosh, has it, they've redone it. And <laughs> it looks crazy good. Crazy good to the point where, like, they recommend just for smoothness, right, for this game, an RTX 2080 graphics card. Okay, which is like the wow. top of the line graphics card that that's out there right now with crazy specs like an i7 with 32 gigabytes of memory. It's it needs that power to full blast, you know, to to pull out all the stops for this game to make it look like oh my gosh, I look like I'm really flying over Spain. That sort of thing. Okay, now, I I saw you watching some of the previews and and uh, and people going through the test play. Yeah. And what's this about wing flex that I was hearing them talk about? Yeah, it has wing flex. So anybody who's wa- who's uh, you know, stared outside a window of an airplane while it's on fl- in flight, right? Mm-hmm. You can sort of see the wings sort of like go up and down, mm-hmm. right? You can see this in this game. So if you're if you're in turbulent, uh, you know, there's turbulence in the game, you can see the wings like flex up and down. Wow. And yeah. It's they've done a lot of detail. The airports, the cities look like graphics from you know, you know, name I don't know, like name a name a you know name a game with awesome graphics. Really, you know, it's like they pulled out all the stops on this game. Wow! It's so it takes a hundred and fifty gigabytes on your computer just for this game. Hundred and fifty gigabytes. Wow, that is huge. And the here's the thing, though, right? Uh It came out today, like the day that we're recording this podcast. It came out today on Steam and other. You know other like uh, online marketplaces mm-hmm. on Steam in particular, and I don't know if this is true for like other other online marketplaces where this game is getting released in, but people have been reporting that you're downloading off Steam a mini client, right? Uh-huh. Which is just a small like 500 megabyte program uh-huh. that is essentially a download client. Because you have to download the full game off Microsoft servers. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know how big the download is. I know the game, when you install it, is 150 gigabytes. But there's order reports saying that it's taking a really, really, really long time to download this game. Not to mention, you know, the people who are excited, they're all rushing in there. Yeah. So there's like... In Steam, they're having like mixed reviews on it, and it's primarily because it's taking way too long to download this thing. And plus, Steam, 
in order for you to return a game on Steam, you cannot play it more than two hours. Uh-huh. So when you turn on the game to download the rest of the content of the game, you're using up that two hours. Oof. Mm. Right? Uh-huh. Because you essentially have to turn on the game. Uh-huh. To start the, the download process. Uh-huh. There's a lot of complaints about that. Right? I would imagine yeah. so, yeah. So, but as far as I can tell, I I mean, I've seen the... the uh, the Twitch streams. I've seen mm-hmm. the YouTube, um, the YouTube gamers like game, you know, demonstrating this game. Uh huh. It looks really, really good. I don't think I'd probably return it. Like because it's. I mean, one of the things that I like playing are simulators, and this is one of my first simulators. To and here's the thing that I when I was watching these things in YouTube and Twitch, guess who were playing these games? Who? commercial pilots well right there uh-huh. was this guy who was he was i don't know if he was grounded but i know he was like on like a two-week leave right uh-huh. but he did say in the stream that he had a buddy who was old, who was grounded because he was laid off because you know nobody's flying right now right uh-huh so you don't need that many pilots guess what they're playing flight simulator 2020 keeping the skills the early sharp. release right no, here's here's the thing, right? They have leaderboards on this game. Uh-huh. Is it really fair? <laughs> right? Is it really fair that the guy who's ranking number one and number two on the landing <laughs> challenges is a certified commercial pilot for the for for seven thirty sevens? Well right? And he's sitting there like clicking and was like, oh yeah. You know, he was like talking like, "Oh yeah, isn't the uh, you know like the landing approach speed for us for this plane like 104 knots? I think it is." He like he already knows. He knows like the ceiling. You know, he already knows like, like oh yeah, we have to put the flaps down ten you know ten degrees. You know, wow. like his landing approaches are like superb. Like of course it's superb. You're a freaking commercial pilot. You know. <laughs> Like, I hope it's superb because if it's not, I mean, if you're crashing like half the time, I'm not flying in your plane. Wow. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, <was> funny. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm going to, like, you have to like, okay, are you a commercial pilot? Okay, so you get to go to this room. This is your leaderboard, right? Go, go and, go and compete with other commercial pilots. Are you, uh, you know, are you uh, an everyday Joe? You know, who sits in the main cabin of a plane rather than the cockpit? Okay, good. You get to go on this leaderboard right here. You know, in this in this board. Because these are all the guys who don't have a, a pilot's license. He. <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> anyways. All right. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're excited about that. And I have, you know, I was going to buy the game before this podcast, but... It's probably gonna have to wait till tomorrow. I'm gonna have to if you do, if you do, and when the time comes when you could we could actually safely gather, I would like to see you try this because I have motion sickness. <laughs> I'm so, actually pretty good at I'm actually pretty good at landing and landing well, I'm these just planes curious on simulators. See if I just watch you, will I be affected? Oh, I don't know. I do you play first person games? I I do can I can get motion sickness when playing first. Yeah, okay, uh, so you might with this. Game. 
So, so. I don't know. I know Angela does. So he. <laughs> Yay, Angela! That's why Angela you can't play know Skyrim. The struggle. E five. <laughs> Angela can't play Skyrim, even though it's like up her alley. Yeah, it's she can't play it. Yeah, I, you know it's got. Yeah, that's funny movie. because I used to play first person shooters just fine when I was a kid, and now that I'm an adult, I I can't. I well, I can't play it for long term. Wow, not as long as I did before, so it sucks. Well, anyways, that's my that's my news for the day. I think it's uh, it'll be great. I, it's gonna scratch my uh, flight simulation itch and see if I can still <laughs> land a seven forty seven with crosswind. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's switch topics abruptly and without segue. Let's talk about some food. Food. But regardless of the style or type of restaurant, they all have one thing in common. And that is the serving of food. It's still fresh. But I'll take only what I need. They've got to last. Okay, so our last challenge. Pam, you issued us a challenge. No, that was that was Edwin. Oh, that was you, Edwin? That was me. Oh, yeah. remember? I'm getting, I'm getting people mixed up. Yeah, because we were supposed to do this last episode. Oh, right, right, right. But and things yeah. got really, really busy for us, so we couldn't do it. Yeah. So we had to... Table it for this episode. So remind so me, Edwin. Yes. Remind, remind our listeners what the challenge was. So the challenge for, oh, last week, um, or last last episode, um, was to um, find a recipe that you would not normally see at an American or that you know like you you wouldn't normally see on the menu in a restaurant of that of that you know of that region okay just okay yeah hey pam we'll we'll start with you okay so i think i misunderstood the challenge okay because what i made was falafel um Homemade hummus and homemade pita bread. Oh, yeah. You'd find that. You would find that in a restaurant. But unfortunately, I mistook it as something that you haven't tried in a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, fair enough. So, we'll give you a pass. What's the... How'd it go? Um, Okay. So, uh, where do we begin? (laughs) <laughs> there were three things that we made homemade. So where do we? So where do I begin? Start with the falafel because that's. I okay, mean, so okay. Once upon a time, we didn't have a big enough food processor, so we had to buy a big, huge food processor. <laughs> and it's a good thing because, okay. So for those that don't know what falafel is, it's 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 just a lot of chickpeas. Yeah, isn't it like a isn't it like. It's sort of like fried hummus. And it's it's you more like a fry it or you could bake it. It's more like uh, a Mediterranean hush puppy. Yeah, Mediterranean hush yes, puppy. Yes, yeah, there, there, you there you go. Yes. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, we were not prepared for this many falafel. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to buy a big, huge food processor in order to process all these chickpeas. Um. If in I this is the first time that my husband and I have uh, done anything with chickpeas, 
So we were just really just diving into something brand new. Mm-hmm. The chickpeas need to soak overnight. Yep. And then you have to process it with um, some herbs. I forgot what it was. Tahini. Um, some herbs and then oil and then you mix it up and then you put that in the fridge. Um, preferably overnight. Yeah. And then you could either bake it or you could fry it. I think, I think what restaurants typically do that they, they fry it. They fry it. It's yeah. And I actually recommend doing that because if you bake it, you will not produce the crunch that people like. Understandable. Agreed. So <laughs> agreed. But but you know what? With baked, it it had it had a good kick to it, which we really liked. <laughs> um, we made um, hummus bread, of course, more chickpeas. Huh. <laughs> um, so many chickpeas. Uh, so, so many chickpeas. Um, so uh, it, it worked well with the hummus. We made tahini paste. Is that how you say it? Tahini? Yeah, tahini. Yeah. Yep. You made the paste? I, yeah, we we made the paste. And wow. may I suggest that you try to buy it? Yes. <laughs> that's that's adventurous right there. <laughs> because... Your tahini. Because to me it was not... It just didn't taste right for us and there was nothing for us to compare it to so i don't know if we did it anything yeah. right or wrong but we prefer the hummus with the falafel um and it was all good and then my husband made the pita bread um from scratch from scratch yep dang jeff <laughs> yep and he oh my god so if you combine all the three it's so good. So basically, you had your own like Dino's Heroes at your house. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> we, well, we didn't have your, we didn't have the heroes, but we did have the Dang. falafel and everything else. Um, overall, I would give it an eighteen. Nice. We liked the spice. The hummus was complimentary. Just everything worked well together. The only thing that brought it down was that I I think we would have enjoyed it more if it was fried than baked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not like the tahini paste, which is what this recipe recommended. And this recipe was from a person was from was from the um the area. Oh. Okay. But it's more like a Probably Did we do something wrong with it? Tahini tahini is um it can vary from region, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, well, tahini, I would, you know, if you're going to make your own hummus, like, just go and buy it, because tahini itself is a little, needs a little bit of skill to do, and <laughs> making, I mean, hummus is actually really easy to make. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah the you hummus know? was easy. Yeah. And, and it's customizable, too, because the hummus itself was, you know, it was good, but we, we are more, we taste... Uh, hummus that was store bought, but it's not just the original hummus. It's usually with the roasted red pepper in it or something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, with fillings. I like I like the flavored hummus better. And yeah. I guess if we if we experimented more, we probably would have um, customized our own hummus to our liking. Um, but um, and then also when I tried to reheat the um, the falafel. I don't know. I kind of lost. No. 
lost the taste, lost the texture. Did you did you reheat it by baking it, or did you reheat it by like in the microwave? Microwave. Yeah, that's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I actually if to reheat it, you know, um, I used to fry it again. Okay. And okay. because even baking it, you know, and it makes. And I don't know, Edwin, you might know this, but what do you think if we tried air frying the falafel? You know, I don't know. I have never really air fried anything because it just seemed to be like, if you're going to fry something, you're going to fry it. Like you're going mm, right. to get the oil and you're going to heat up to 375 degrees and you're going to fry that sucker because it's like, it's tried and true, you know, of what it is. Air frying? I don't know. Like, I guess, you know... I have never really tasted anything that was air fried, so I don't really have anything to compare it with. But I think that we do have an air fryer, and I think that would be a good try for the next time. Yeah. Try air frying it, and then see if it's if it's any better than baking or if it's worse. Yeah. Well, if you do try that, let us know. Did you make a tzatziki yeah. sauce, like a cucumber sauce? The tzatziki. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Oh. We didn't get that ambitious. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's, that's for next dish. time. <laughs> what about yours? Andrew, you uh, want me to go or you want? I'll, I'll go. I'll okay, go. you go. We'll get mine out we just Because we just had this today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, once we figured out the timing of things, I, we, I figured out when I was making mine. I made the Hungarian national dish, which is uh, chicken paprikash. Ooh. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Yeah. Uh, here's Jeez. Yeah. things went wrong. Uh oh. Uh oh. All right, I've decided. Um, allrecipes.com. I am not fond of how they set up their recipes. Uh, this particular recipe, the ingredients were not sorted by order of use. So. You really had to read the instructions carefully before you did anything. Ooh, and okay. If, if you didn't, you were going to have problems. Um, there, the timing of when salt went into things was really odd. Also, uh, chicken paprika has dumplings that go with it. And they were so dense. Like, it, they didn't have any baking powder in the recipe to help fluff them up, and they didn't have any instructions on how big the dumplings were supposed to be, so I had these very large they dumplings. They were like baseball-sized dumplings. They were just slightly smaller than baseball-sized. Okay, tennis-ball-sized dumplings. <laughs> They're the same size. <laughs> they were slightly smaller than tennis-ball-sized, but they were very large dumplings because I was... I thought, you know, oh hey, it'll soak up the water, it'll fluff up. No, it didn't no. have it didn't have anything to help leaven it to fluff it up. So it was, it, it was very, very dense. It um, was good. I ate it. I ate several of it. Yeah, so it it was it was they were very, very dense dumplings. Um like I said, the salt the timing of the salt was weird. It had you uh brown the chicken. But it didn't instruct to add any salt until well after the chicken was almost completely cooked. Hmm. 
so yeah so it's one of those things like the sauce the sauce was doomed to break from the start oh it yeah it was the the instructions were just odd and the timing was weird it's like it was one it was another one of those recipes where you look at the instructions and it's step 1 make all the make the dumplings step 2 make the chicken <laughs> step 3 make the sauce step 4 serve <laughs> what it sounds it sounds like a technical challenge on the great it, it does doesn't it that's what i was you know i was thinking about that just now <laughs> just when you were saying that it's yeah. like a technical challenge on Great British Breaking Show. Yeah, so it was. It was just. Yeah, there. Were, there were a lot of issues with the recipe. So, the sauce okay. was fantastic. Oh, it was great. the The sauce, the sauce was fantastic, but as a whole, because of some of the things that were weird in the recipe, I had I had to take it down to a thirteen for myself. Just. I, I would need to find a different recipe. I would have to modify it a lot. It has a lot of potential, which is why it didn't yeah. go lower. But while it had a lot of potential, that particular recipe is just a, just was, a 13. Yeah. It Ed, was a, Edwin, what did you give it? I gave it a 14. Edwin was a little because more pleased. Because it was pleased. really... I mean, I was, I was pleased with it in terms of like it really tasted good. The sauce was excellent. I mean, you put... I mean, anything you put a sauces butter, holy crap! <laughs> I mean, butter makes things good, like in sauces, especially those cream sauces. Um, the chicken was excellent. I did enjoy that. I'm glad you used the thighs, yeah. Because I don't. Oh my gosh, making dishes and just defaulting to to chicken breast. Yeah. Okay. Chicken breast has no taste to it. You have to do stuff with it. Yeah. Right? I, I okay. I'll. I admit I fudged the recipe because it called for, it called for bone in, skin on chicken, and I didn't want to take the time to let it cook with the bone in because that takes forever. So I kind of fudged it and I switched to chicken thighs because it would have the fat content that it was needed to make the sauce. Because I knew yeah. that was coming. If so, I had a ch- if I had a choice between breast or thighs, I go for thighs. Yeah. So, yeah, I I did fudge that much of it. Yeah. <laughs> the the the, uh, the dumplings were were a bit. <laughs> they were so dense. They were dense. I mean, you literally you had to cut it. I mean, you were like, it felt like you needed to cut it with a steak knife. You, well, and, not a steak <laughs> knife, but you definitely had to use a knife to cut and, those. Things. Yeah. I mean. You're sawing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they were so dense. And, oh, they were so filling. Oh yeah, talking about the most filling. Seriously, like. Oh. It, what did I say? It really reminded me of Angela. I don't remember what you said. Oh my gosh! This is the whole. This is okay. This was in my head the whole time I was eating this thing. Oh dear lord! Coming down. <laughs> And one more leading. <laughs> cut it off, cut it off. Don't get us in trouble. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that was like the song. I mean, it was like, if I were a rich man. <laughs> like, that, that was the thing that was in my yeah, head the, the whole time the whole while I was eating Eastern this. Eastern European vibe of it. <laughs> 
Anyway, so yeah, I would make it again, just not that version of the recipe. Oh my gosh! <sighs> it was right. yeah. I had to actually lay down on in the on before we started this past podcast. I had to go lay down because it was just. I felt like I just got 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 out of a buffet. All right. It was so dense. Right, Edwin, time to talk about your dish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I made a Nigerian party dish. Ooh. Usually served in Christmas. Um, as far as what my what I've read, that this is usually served in Christmas. It's very popular in Nigeria. There's ver- certain variations to this dish like around Africa. Uh, particularly like there's a there's a more involved version of this dish like that exists like in Ethiopia. Um, the dish is called jollof rice, and it is like the African like the Nigerian version of a fried rice or a pilaf, mm. and it's I mean you have to you ha- it's like stuff you put in a blender like like. Red pep, red bell peppers. I put in like some. Uh, you use some jalapenos. Jalapenos. I couldn't find scotch bonnets for some reason, uh, so I use jalapenos. Besides, I'm, I have a pretty sensitive tongue. Okay. Yeah. Sensitive mouth. Um. So I use jalapenos. I used um. There's tomatoes in this thing. Garlic. Um. What else? Um. Just a whole bunch of spices and stuff like that, and you blend it together into like a into like a puree, and you put it in a in a pot and you cook it down for like a half an hour. You just cook it down and make it more thicker, <coughs> and then you put like you put rice. Hmm. Um, it called for basmati rice, but then I was just like, I'm not, I mean, I'm a Filipino. I mean, I'm going to go grab, you know, the rice that I have, right? Right. <laughs> so I grabbed, <laughs> so I grabbed like the jasmine rice, right? Jasmine rice, three ladies brand. I'll use that, yep. right? So I'll use, so I put that in there and you put chicken stock and Oh, I forgot you had to fry up onions and stuff like that, too, to make them soft. Put it it in, and you take, like, a bunch of it out because you use it as a garnish at the end. And then you just cook it down. You, like, let it cook like you would normally, like, rice for, like, 35 minutes. And then you put the onions back in, and you, like, put turmeric, you know, along with the rice. And, yeah, it was... uh, all in all, it took me like an hour and a half to make this thing. It took me less time to make <laughs> my chicken. So, I mean, I was, it was, I mean, it was different, right? Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a very, very flavorful, like, pilaf. You know, like a very kicked up. It, it was really, really tasty. I liked it a lot. Um, you want to give your score? You give a score. All right. I gave it a solid 16 with the caveat of if if he had been able to find the right peppers, it might have had more kick. Yeah. And mm. see, it, it wasn't spicy enough for me to really say, hey, that's spicy. So if, <laughs> if I had been able to taste more of the heat, 
I I would have bumped it up to a 17. But as it is, I gave it a 16. It was still really, really tasty. I guess I could have done that because we do have ghost peppers in the fridge. The freezer. <laughs> but then, then, you, then, then you I would, wouldn't be able to eat it. You would not point. have been able to eat it. <laughs> and you gave it... I get. I gave it like a. I gave it like a. Actually, I gave it like a seventeen. You that did. was my score because that was like it was really tasty. Like it was something I'd probably do again. And, I mean, it's like one of those dishes that you like if you're if you need to like go to an, you know, an international buffet potluck thing, you know, and hmm. this is like one of those dishes that it's a party dish. I mean, there was a ton yeah. of it. Remember when there I, was. There was a ton of it. So it was definitely like, this serves eight, you know? And I think I had it for, I think I had it for lunch the next day and breakfast the Saturday after. I think we ate it. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we had leftovers for a couple of days. It does do well as leftovers. It does do well as leftovers. <laughs> I will report that. It does do well as leftovers. And you know what I did? Remember what I did uh, uh, the very next day? Because I made this on a Saturday. I don't remember. And then I put, I made, I served it with breakfast. Oh, that's with, right. You, we had it for Saturday. We had it with Saturday dinner. Then we had it with Sunday breakfast. Yep. And then I had it for lunch on Monday. Yeah. With eggs and bacon. Yeah. Sunday it, morning. It was really good. It was really good. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it did pair really well with the eggs and bacon. Oh, yes. So... Cool. So that was my that was my dish. Um. So yes. Awesome. Right. Awesome. So what's our next? Uh, our our next thing. I have a story. No. What's our next challenge? Or oh, what are, our, we doing? Next... are we doing a challenge? <laughs> uh, yes. we do have a challenge. Pam, you were talking about a challenge the time before last time. Yeah. So I think that the next challenge I think is um. Make a dip that you have never tried before. A dip for hard. chips or fruit or vegetables. It could be any anything, any of the above, as if long can, as it's a dip that you haven't tried before. If you can dip things in it, if it's meant to have things dipped in it to be eaten. Oh, here's a here's a here's a question: Can okay. does it have to be a pre-existing? Does it have to be a pre-existing? Like, does it have to be pre-existing? Then, like, 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 like can you buy it from the store? Wants to invent one? No, 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 no. I'm talking about like this was featured on Betty Crocker in the 1950s. You know, and you know, and it's a dip. The date, the date <laughs> of the recipe doesn't really matter. Well, no, I mean it has. It can't be. You can't. You're not the one. That, you can't invent it right on the spot. It actually has to be a pre-existing dip. Well, I, it's I, a dip that you haven't tried before. So if you haven't tried it before, you can make it. Does that that makes it a lot easier. But if you're going to invent your own dip, Edwin, I'm going to give you this instruction. If you're <laughs> going to make your own dip, you're going to have to write it down and make the recipe for it. So if you, So people can try it. I haven't these done are, that since college. These are things... <laughs> We're wanting to try recipes and give them a taste. So if people want to look them up and try them themselves, they can do it. They... What? Foodie's got to share. Yeah, I guess. 
That makes it harder. And it can well, it can <laughs> be like a lot of creative. Work. <laughs> it, it could be you could go either spectrum. You could either be very creative and very out there and very original, or you could just modify an existing one. Modify an existing one, or you could do a pre-existing dip that you just have not tried. Okay. I got ideas in my head right now. So I know Edwin is all over this. This will be a this this this'll be a this'll be a doddle. Okay. <laughs> and it'll be interesting if you invented a dip that can be both for a fruit and a vegetable and a dessert. Oh there's all the above. There, like, like there a are very dips that are pliable like pliable dip. Oh yeah, there's 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 a lot of dips that are like that. You can use it for anything. Alright, so we will try to make the dips. It's the dip challenge. Cool. When you dip, we dip. I dip, we dip. You dip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on. <laughs> okay. okay. Is it story time now? Yeah, it's the story time. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> now we present the hilarious story of their further adventures. So today's story time brings us back to Everon in the city of Zarashak, where Pepper and her companions have just disembarked from their ship. Well, as they left the docks, they noticed a ship which belongs to a certain family that they'd had some uh, trouble with when they left their uh, last uh, location. Well, this was concerning to them, as the last time they saw anyone from this family, they kind of tried to kill them. Uh, so, two of the party members got it in their heads that they would check out what was going on. So, while Pepper was discussing things with a potential ally, these two party members went to check out the ship. And it didn't go very well. So they decided they would go back later that night. And go back they did. Things were going well at first. Valen, using wild shapes, uh, transformed into a panther to sneak onto the ship. And did so effortlessly. However, once he was able to get below deck to gather information, things took a turn for the worse. He tripped an alarm. He tried to he tried to uh, blend in with the shadows, and that wasn't working so well, so he dove into one of the bunks of the crew and pretended to be a crewmate just sleeping. Unfortunately, they did not buy his ruse, and he had to make a hasty retreat. Up a up the stairs he went and off the deck where the wizard Anemone was waiting for him. She did her best to distract the oncoming enemies, but they began to attack her. So she began to fly upward using levitate to try to escape the, their range. Upward and upward she went trying to get out of range, but to no avail. She was hit and went down. Meanwhile, Valen made a hasty uh, retreat further to grab his companions to hopefully go back and rescue 
anemone. Well, they managed to make it back. And while Pepper tried to diplomatize and trick her way into the ship to get their companion back, that failed and they went into battle. The battle raged and and uh, many crew members lost their life for fear of their captain and not wanting to uh, be persuaded by their attempts at uh, making peace to re- obtain their companion. And when they finally cleared the deck and were able to go below to find their their uh, friend, they discovered an artificer of that family. Not only was he an artificer, but he was the very artificer who had attacked Pepper in the city of Sharn, trying to obtain the black dragon shard that they had found in their explorations under the city. It did not go well from there. Their lives were nearly lost on that ship, and they were only spared because the artificer grew bored of them. He expected a much stiffer challenge and was disappointed to find none. And so he released them just out of pure boredom from their failed attempt at poorly disguised espionage. This was the one he almost got killed. We almost got killed. Oh, gosh. It was so close. Like, we... All right. Between the battles, we had just cleared the deck, and we went down to the to the underbelly, and we knew that we were going to be going into another battle be- when the session ended. So we went in that, into that session, and my hands were already shaking before we even started to play. So... Oh gosh, it was just nerve wracking. Because we you were... just love those times when you are almost to death. Oh gosh, like <laughs> it it was so bad. Like the the we went in there, and two of us were low on hit points. Like we were very very low on hit points. His the other we were down a player to start out with because we our companion was captured we had her parrot familiar though the parrot was our the parrot saved us all a couple of times saved by the parrot (laughs) saved by the parrot familiar uh so we had the parrot familiar who only had one hit point we had i i think pepper had nine hit points going in i think valen had probably seven hit points and then his uh his clawfoot companion probably had 11. Leonis uh, had like 40. But his character was very slow moving. And he had to actually touch people to actually do any damage. And after that artificer started attacking, Leonis dropped about half his hit points after like one turn. Wow. Wow. So yeah, we Yeah. So I went down and Valen went down. Leonis almost went down. And then the artist I wonder if the GM I wonder if the DM just basically said you guys are gonna die. I'm just gonna let you guys live. 
No, he he basically he basically wrote. I am bored with you. In reality, in his mind, was like, oh my gosh, this is too tough. <laughs> no, he 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 says that that particular character is a psychopath, and just like, okay, it's not worth killing. You just go go already. <laughs> wow. A snooty villain. A snooty, very <laughs> snooty. snooty villain. Snooty. <laughs> oh, but, very yeah. up nose villain. And I, I may have uh, given away one of my character's secrets. Oops. Oops. Oh, that's okay. It, it her sec, her subclass was actually a secret in this game. Um, but I'll have to tell you about what happened with that in the next story time. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so what are we doing now here? Oh, we got one more thing? We've got one more thing. Hey, remember last time when we were uh, talking about marble runs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Marble run. Yeah, we were talking. Okay, you're going to have to remind me what what team did we choose? Uh, in the end of everything, I was all for Team Galactic. That was my team. Edwin wanted the underdog Mellow Yellow, and you chose Midnight Wisps. Because it sounded cool. It sounded cool. Just because it sounded cool. They're, they're black marbles with, with, uh, bright blue wisps on Although them. Although, the one, the one that I saw, Pam, I was getting a little bit, I was like, oh my gosh, is Pam winning? Is Pam winning? Alright, I gotta tell you, okay. So I, I watched some of them, and uh, honestly, uh, there were some com- some events where your marbles did really well, and some where they did not so well. Um, so I added up the points for those last six events. The, the Marble League has finished. Mm, okay. It did finish. It did finish. Um. And the points that they were that they gained in those final six episode or <laughs> in those final six events. No, are we are just counting the final six events. Just the final six okay. events, or sorry, that was seven events because we final started seven. with seven. Because we started with with uh, the tenth one. Okay. All right, mellow yellow finished those six events gaining 54 points okay and mellow yellow actually got two medals during those ha (laughs) uh team galactic although team galactic did not gain any more medals during those events i win no, yeah, unfortunately yet. not. What? Dur- during Aww. those, even though they did not get any medals during those events, they still did well enough to gain 64 points. Ooh. They did consistently well, but not well enough to win any events. Midnight Wisps meddled twice ah. and gained... 78 points. Pam, Ooh. you picked the winner of our three. <laughs> just oh because it just gosh. sounded cool. Just because it just sounded cool. So that means that we got to buy Pam yeah. dinner as soon as COVID's done. 
Pam gets to. Oh, so I got. I got. Pam I gotta, gets to pick I her restaurant. Choose. Yeah, <laughs> that that was the. Okay, it was. Pam, you're not picking dinner. Murray's. You're not picking Lord Fletcher's. <laughs> Edwin, it wasn't us buying her food. Was it? It was her picking a restaurant. Just oh, that's tr- restaurant. oh, picking a restaurant. I'm not oh, okay. Let you guys pay for me, jeez. Because that would not be fair. Because if I had won, you would still be buying my dinner Pam's anyway. Like, Pam's like, like, oh, I'm gonna get a nine course meal at Lord Fletcher's. No, no, <laughs> no. I'm a modest person. I don't go. All I'm out. a modest person. I'll just pick Marie's Steakhouse. Uh, okay, so I will. Actually, I have I have a couple restaurants in mind, but go. Yay! All right. But they. They, they all did really well, and they were fun events to watch. It it really was a lot of fun. So it's over. Oh, it's no. it's over. We're going <sighs> to need to find another thing well, to fill that void, kind yeah, of like they, Umbrella what, Academy. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are still finishing up the Marbula E races, where they're... Uh, they're racing around a track. They're replicating real world tracks for marbles. That's so cool. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, I, and they, and have, the, they have so, marbles representing the cars. That's so so cool. there's still something there. Yeah, there's still something there and <laughs> and they they do have plans for other events. So once Marbula E is done, I think they're working on setting up for the next ones. I understand that the they actually got a new location. For their studio, I think it's a bigger space, so they'll be able to set up probably even larger Man, runs. That last week tonight money cool. is really sweet. Yeah, it. <laughs> no, I, I think that was something they were already working on. Oh, they they probably already had the money for for that because this the money from last week tonight was they they were looking for sponsors specifically for the event. So oh. they would have prize money to donate to the different charities. Oh, okay. With the names of the marble marble teams That's so on cool. them. That's so cool. Yeah. So yeah, well done picking the winning team. Congratulations, and Pam! Yay! 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 <laughs> I don't have thing. Yay! Yay! All right. All right. Still, I'm I'm still proud of my team. They didn't do. Badly. Mine sucked. Yours actually did really oh. well in some of them. Like the the high jump competition. That's one I think they got the bronze and they I think they got the silver in the marathon. Wow. And that's actually quite good for it supposedly being the underdog. Yeah. Yeah, so, so give yourself some credit, man. Yeah, so they yeah, they they did they did do really well in those last ones. So anyway, well that's our show for today Yay. or tonight or whenever you're listening to it. So we're glad you could join us. Um, again, my name is Angela. You can find me in the Twitterverse at Pleasant Doom. And my name is Pam. You could also find me in the Twitterverse under Panda Cat Dragon One. You can find me on also on Instagram at Panda Cat Dragon, and you can find me at TCD's Edwin on the Twitter, oh. or you can email us at dungeontiners at gmail.com if you've yep. got any questions, or if you want to comment on anything that you heard in the show, 
Or if you notice something that we maybe messed up on, that would probably Again? be... <laughs> Again. Okay. We're not afraid also, to be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> also, don't forget, we also got a Facebook page. Yes, we do. Legend, Legend Creators. Check it out. Yep, Legend Creators. And you can also find our next, uh, our other uh, shows on uh, all the other podcasts. The yep. uh, P- directories ph yep. balance ph balance is yes. hijacking the feed temporarily yep i need to get their own feed but you know it's always nice to be in the same house so yeah so, <laughs> y- so yeah if you can give that one a listen that'd be great too yep. uh but yeah thanks for joining us again for episode 31 of dungeons dinings and dorks bye bye, bye.